Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Bruisers Podcast brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. I'm Dave Foreman, joined today with Dwayne Williams hey. from Cognito Brewing right. out of Maryville, Indiana, over on 61st Street. Yep. Uh, and Harrison? Wait. No, what is, what is 86 it? in Harrison. 86. No, 86 in Louisiana Place. That's right. All right. 86 in Louisiana Place. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely get over there, check it out. They got chow, you got food, you got how many beers on tap over there? Uh, eight. Eight. Any mm-hmm. guests? Uh, two guest beers nice very cool so um you know your journey into uh, craft beer how did that uh get wow. started here in the region well and and being like i don't know if you're just a crazy person or what because you're coming into a saturated market that was kind of defined by some pretty big powerhouses i yeah. guess um so i mean i i had to pick your mind because i can already tell you're you're a crazy man and i get along with crazy so <laughs> i'm excited oh about God. this one <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um or man. very confident and passionate i started uh about 10 years ago i met a buddy in, a guy in chester i used to work with mm-hmm. and he was home brewing and uh i tried his beers and i, I said man he's pretty good and i got a quick buzz and i said <laughs> <laughs> i said i'm gonna try and make some he said yeah do it you know so then we got got started i ended up leaving from chester and taking another job and that's so i started there and just kept home brewing and home brewing and then I took up the basement, and then I put my system in a little small pilot system. So was it safe to say, like before that, you weren't really a craft beer drinker, or were you? I was. I just oh, didn't. I didn't take the challenge. I never could meet anyone who knew how to make the beer. People were bringing okay. craft beer. Right, know? right. Yeah, my, like my brother. He was. He's the one who introduced me to me. He brought. So me you were never just like it, this. Was like something that you were always like ready to do. You just were like, I want to jump on in this. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in this. I love it. I love beer. Mm. You know, I'm not really a booze kind of guy. You know. Yeah. So I love beer, and uh, I always started like back in the '80s when the St. Pauli's and all of that. Oh you yeah, know, the imports came in. That was the thing. So I jumped on the imports. So you're I, aging yourself right there, yeah, though. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. It's all right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I jumped on back in those days and start did the import import section tour. So we're always on the search for the best import. Right. Times. Yeah. So those those were fun days. That's that's funny. It's like a pretty pretty close story to how i started i would drink the uh the sammy smiths i yeah. don't know if you ever heard of those yep. but those were uh, always in a clear bottle and it was kind of like russian roulette with those like some of them are gonna be terrible <laughs> some some could be good yeah it was just because you know back then it was a different type of distribution where you know you didn't really get the beers as quickly as you get them nowadays you know so they were traveling and out in the sun heat cold and you just get some some messes sometimes, so it's come a long way. But. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I I, was, I met a guy in Plainfield. Once I got to Plainfield, and I started brewing there in the basement, and then I got pushed I got pushed to the garage out the wall. I, had to, I started buying too much equipment. That's the problem. Once you start brewing, you you can never stop. You're like looking for a new a new toy. It's like oh, I just can do that. I can take. I started with the very basics and just kept moving forward and forward. And then I had to get out the base, out the basement, into the garage, and I got kicked out the garage, and I ended up over here in Maryville. After that. <laughs> Finally, they're like, "All right, time yeah, to go." Time to go. But yeah, those are good times, though. Made a lot of home kegs. She gave me out to a lot of parties, and guys were just sitting around drinking, having good times. And a lot of guys just said, "Hey, man, why don't you go commercial? You make some pretty good Belgians." And I said, "Yeah, I'll give it a shot." Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty good. So, do you have a, a, another job while you do this, or you just go full time on I this? I went full time eight months ago. Wow, congratulations! Actually, fe- yeah, February. I went full time in February. It was too much. It was, and that's when I was just trying to be the one, the one shop operation guy. I hadn't started. To, our equipment was just coming in, so everything was getting set up, and that was the blues because the equipment all didn't come in at the same time. So the fermenters came in first without right. the kettle. And I'm like, what the hell are we gonna do with? Farming, there's no cattle, so we had to wait on that. The manufacturer, that the uh, fabricator, he said uh, it's going to be a delay. Something about in China, something happened in China with his, another manufacturer. So we had to. That didn't, we didn't get the full house equipment in until I want to say January, and we the order started rolling in in September. So it took us a while to, to get every all the, the equipment in stock, and then we we were hurried up and hooked up everything and. 
And we couldn't find a tap room. So we said well, we're going to just make the beer, keg the beer, distribute it ourselves because we could self-distribute. And that became a challenge because when we got out there to self-distribute, of course, that's when I met you. Yeah. And um, you, you get a lot of, well, we don't know you. You know, who are you? Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Just <coughs> so do you have a tap room? You know, I was like, yeah, cool. So. Well, normally I would have always been like, yeah, bring it in. Let's do it. Yeah, um, at, at the time, we were, uh, we were in a transition process where we were um, trying to simplify our, our tap list. Um, actually kind of dial it into where we could get as many $5 taps and uh, optimize um, you know, revenue on them coming. Just so sure. I think... Uh, so my boss could kind of get a better idea of when they started opening more and more of those like it was a little more dialed in and had a better idea of it so uh, for me it was kind of like my hands were cuffed at that time I was kind of in the doghouse because I had ordered some crazy keg because I always wanted to do like the biggest events of like I want the most expensive beers you know like I ordered McKellar's when they were 500 dollars a half barrel and then we you know we did the uh modern times came out for craft beer week the last couple years before dark lord and i ordered those and almost got fired for that (laughs) because they were too expensive and i'm just like the people will come and they'll drink it well i just loved it though i mean i love you came in and instantly i felt that passion like i was just like um first of all i know the area you're in you know i worked on uh after i got out of the casino industry i started working with a guy named mike mcveigh who has a landscaping shop right on 61st and uh broadway right there across from uh, yeah it's a little spot right there but uh, i know that area well so like to have something there and then to see your instagram and your and your snapchats or whatever and uh to see the people in there i mean you've you've been full a couple nights and that place is kind of i've never seen a brewery like that you know like it was almost dance club in there like people having fun drinking sharing it looked like you know um it was cool looking environment and i i gotta get in there soon if uh things weren't so crazy you know i'm definitely gonna make it in soon we have to uh have some beers but um, we love planning those events my brother he does marketing i have an identical twin brother and uh he does the marketing pieces and he He's been on okay so far. That's know? good. That's good. I was a little worried about it at first. <laughs> Who does your uh, artwork? In? The artwork is uh, a private artist out of uh, Japan. Uh, he had a dis- uh, show in Atlanta, and we saw his work. Oh, and okay. we contacted him through the emails, and he, I thought he was going to say no, because his work was so, so, so cool. And he was like, you know what? I don't have... Uh, you know beer logos in my portfolio sure i'll do it i was like oh man right on that's awesome so like you just call him up when it's time or that's his that's his flair that's how he designs i didn't have to give him any insight or anything it's pretty sleek so you don't know input it's just like this is going to be the name this is what it is show me some great stuff and uh and put my name on it let me see i want to put my name on it yeah and i mean is there like there's not a obviously there's no uh communication he speaks english like all that or yeah he speaks english yeah yeah and it was it was real cool he's a real hip dude like uh i mean just to just to focus on that flair when i saw that style i was like man you are you're in japan and this is an american kind of experience you're trying to represent here and yeah. it was, it's very yeah. different very cool i like the branding yeah looks good having uh and we're drinking the poppy chulo right now which is a uh uh you yeah, want to explain the uh style sure it's uh makeup it's a Chavezza. It's a Pilsner base. So we always, all our beers are usually Pilsner base. That's what we just kick off at. Yeah. But um, it's, it's just a great Chavezza. We fermented it with a little honey over a period of time to give it its, its character. And uh, it's a 7% ABV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Goes down a lot smoother than that one, huh? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Goes down pretty smooth. This is, still drink this in the summertime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep them smooth so that you can't, uh, you know, nice little creepers. So, yeah, you may have to get some good coffee going, man. Ah. <laughs> Send people <laughs> like you need a coffee before you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this is great. I've had She Devil a couple times. Um, I'm excited to try this Belgian, and just because everybody has kind of their signature style of Belgium, and and mm. uh, just that spectrum is all over the place. Really, I mean. And for me, I, I can't say that Belgian are, are my favorite, but it is something that was initially like introduced me when I first got fallen in love with craft beer, and I loved it. Uh, since then, my palate's kind of changed, and uh, but I, 
I like trying everything, and I, okay. I'm never the like when I would work. At, it was never like if somebody asked about a beer, and we're like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" I don't care if you hate it; it tastes like shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It, right. You never say, "Oh, I don't like that." Right. It's always like, "Well, it might not be for me," but right. you yeah. know, everybody has a different palate. Sure. So that was a big thing too to teach your staff is like, don't ever like somebody took the time to make this and to be honest like you guys are yeah that's not cool you don't get a lot of glory yeah, either you know that's but not cool. so hard, hard, a lot of guys put a lot of hard work into that yeah you know? for sure yeah. and for somebody to just write it off as uh at least sell it to the to the person yeah. you know give it a fair opportunity for everybody to try because you never know yeah you know what tastes uh, weird to you may taste for right sure taste, yeah and that malt like that heavy malty like sweetness for me was just something that didn't translate to my palette at the time but my palette's constantly i think evolving like just recently like two years ago i started liking barley wines uh straight jacket what i think was the first one that i kind of yeah. yeah. finally fell in love with after uh you know drinking a lot of firestone okay. uh, revolution yeah, yeah jim seabeck's a freaking the, the, the magic AB, man abv on the barley you're on to uh really i mean it just varied i mean usually barleys are around that 14 to 18 yeah, style yeah. you know so i enjoy um, a good barley probably a little higher but nobody wants to admit it yeah <laughs> for yeah. tax purposes <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right there's no yep. uh i don't think the irs is watching this or listening <laughs> to this podcast so but that's uh right. <laughs> But uh, so you, have, you do you have like a chemistry or like you know that type of background to where you're just like you know because it takes some chemistry to brew some beer and yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing at all so uh, I couldn't jump into that math to me is just crazy I was more of like the history nut like right. I, I liked uh, American history that kind of thing and like uh, just like indiana jones shit like that um, right. it was never the numbers for me like my head would just be like my eyes would go cross and i'd just be like i can't do this can't focus right. so it wasn't until later in life when it started uh numbers started being uh money right. <laughs> and then like at docs you know you like yes, dial right. in those numbers <laughs> and uh then then i understood numbers you know so yeah. obviously you had to have some type of background in that yeah there was a i was i have a background in, in, in the science side of the, of the beers i I actually spent a lot of time going back and forth over picking my grains and tasting the grains and, yeah. you know, and actually getting the, getting the batch qualities just right. So, because each batch quality is, is what keeps it. So you hit it. And when you finally hit it, you're like, I got it. Don't yeah. tweak it anymore. You know, and I think that's what most brewers do when they're making their beers. They just, I got it just right. The balance is just perfect right now. Let's just, let's keep it right here. And I played with She Devil for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I played with her for quite a while, just trying to get her just right. Right now, we've got a, we've taken She Devil and we're aging it in a, a cognac uh, barrel right now. So, you, yeah, I remember you told me about yeah, that one. It's still aging up. I took a taste today. The the, the barrel flavor is coming forward now. So, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking on that one? Like, is that going to be like a uh, eighteen months, six uh, months? I'm I'm gonna try to push two. I can't I can't go six months. I'm gonna see what happens. After two, I'm just tasting every day. I'm looking, like I said, looking for that perfect taste. That's just like me and the assistant brewer go just right, and it's, it's perfect. We, we want that cognac flavor, but we yeah. want it to come in the backside of the of the drink. So we want that that sweet thing wanting to come forward, right. and then and that pilsner grain to come forward. We want that to come forward, and then right at the end, we want that that pop of that wood. So it's getting there. I gotta get on some of that. Let's try go. that. Speaking of she devil, we need to. Gra Will you grab me one of those, please? Thank you so. Two of them. Three of them. Three of them. Thank you so much. Sorry. That's and one right. for yourself, if you like. Right. <laughs> man, I really dig this spot, man. Oh, yeah. This is cool. It sucks because, uh, I mean, when we first started, uh, like, Alan's office was in here and we were using the back, which I love because the ivy's on the wall. And, and I did my first podcast with him back there. Right. I did a couple with him. And then I would just, like, look out here and his office was here. And it wasn't really functional because it was such a big space. And right. we were always bringing people in here anyway. Right. So it was like just like we should shoot in this this is a studio yeah you know it feels like a studio the sounds a little better um yeah the scenes are higher the lighting's the nice lighting's yeah good. it's a small spot to got a cool backdrop way. back there so uh he's gonna work on it. getting some uh tents where you could see out but not in so that we can actually see the courthouse and oh okay. and the backdrops and all that good stuff we've got so. those on our on the windows too with the, on the brewery side we've got those yeah, that's all yeah. we the, uh we work with the an amazing printing team that is insane. I'll share that with you if you want. Oh, you didn't want one? No. Okay. Cool. 
she's uh yeah I, I want to know who the inspiration behind her was. You have to ask him, huh? Yeah, you got to ask him. I don't know. That's you the sure there's no about influence it. on this None one? at <laughs> all. None at all. I just, <laughs> just want to know who she is. I just so, saw uh, his style and said, I like your style. Just, <laughs> yeah, show yeah. me. I mean, she, she's got some skinny weird She's an anime but, uh, in Japan now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool look, for sure. On the lighter side, huh? Yeah. 9%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good flagship to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Floyd's flagship was what the the Alpha the Alpha King at six point six six. Yep, it's pretty uh, intense. But hey, this yeah. is just the starter, right? Go straight from the can. You like it? What do you think of it? I like that the way you just took the photo there. I never thought about that. That is really yeah. cool. Can you show me that when you get a chance? <laughs> That's cool. That um, uh, get a little banana. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Good stuff for sure. It's Thanks, guys. Better back, back end, keeping true. Which I like. For sure, it's very well balanced. So, do you like uh, you travel around? You trying beers? Is, is there like that's that like mark that you were going for? Uh, yeah. Inspiration wise, what were you? Uh, yeah, what I, were your influences on stuff? I did. I just did a lot of research on the on the history of Belgians, and I said, "It's a know, lot of fucking history." The history itself on the beards, it's just it's, it's like a, three thousand years old, right? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, from the from the monks and everything. Yeah, the, the Trappist monks. The, the the plague that was taking place, and how the monks convinced the, mm. the people to stop drinking the water and drink their beer. And I was like, well, That's at, at the time, uh, beer was more pure. Yeah, uh, it didn't carry as much bacteria. It uh, it out, yeah. yeah, it yeah. stopped a lot of plagues and and famines and diseases uh kids at five five years old were drinking beer back then because it was more pure <laughs> i think i was drinking Gut at facts. five too <laughs> <laughs> you were drinking at five too I, <laughs> I think i got a picture of me my grandpa like uh giving me a strohs when i was like five my grandma probably had a heart attack when she saw it but yeah, it, i was just all head i'm still all head but i mean it was just like a head Chugging his Stroh's, right. old Stroh's, still can, yeah, yeah. Always oh, the bottle. It was like the weird bottle. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. My uncle would always uh, sit in his basement, and he always had the cool toys in the basement. We had like a one of those old school bowling machines that had like the actual ball and nice. pins, right. and then a, a pool table. Right. But he would always smoke the black and miles. He had like the the Michelob and the Stroh's, like always a Michelob and Stroh's, like at his own bar, and he'd just sit down there and. I'll never forget that smell. Like I, I smell a black and mild, and it just like takes me back to when I was like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five years old. That's me, yeah. <laughs> it's good times. I know, but yeah, yeah. So then, after after I got in the building there, and we started making beer. I think we released our first beer in man November, maybe. Yeah, November seventeenth. That was the date because it was uh, it was it was an event for um, one of my buddies. So yeah, and. uh all we had was she double. Yeah, that's all we had because we had spent so much time remodeling the tap room. It's gonna get everybody lit. So yeah, <laughs> it we, we didn't have the we didn't have the time to make more beer. So we we met a lot of brewers as soon as we opened up. There, all the guys came over, introduced themselves to us. You nice. know, it's been a it's been a pleasure meeting all those guys. I mean, they've been fun talking to them. I mean, they all came up. I mean, even from Valpo, all the guys. You got brewers up. coming in to see you and yeah. hang out. Yeah, that, that's like probably the coolest thing. And and um. I think a lot of the community doesn't realize that like a lot of people in the beer community not so much now but you know a couple of years ago you had the entitlement you know the people that were like yeah. offended because of a beer or a style or something that just didn't fit what they liked right and um luckily people are becoming more educated and a little more tolerant and understanding about the work it takes you know and what's cool is you do have a support system because uh, we've been doing this now i think uh, close to twenty episodes, something okay. like Alan oh, did. Yeah. Alan's did a whole season before me. It's great. And, I mean, uh, people are so supportive person, yeah. uh, of each other. So, uh, cool. since we're on that subject, you talking collabs or what? Like, we need some insider information here. You know? <laughs> I'm not put sure you on yet. the spot. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Uh, we have been kicking the thought around, but we haven't. I think we're gonna try something after these fests. We're gonna to try to do, but pull the trip. Well, I mean, you're yeah. just settling in still yeah, too, you sure. know. Yeah. Um, but I do like. 
I like all the guys, man. I mean, Crown Brewery. No, well, you're not going to offend anybody. They're not. No, all those guys you are great, You could say a man. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'll, I'll, you know? I'll always be like, hey, this like is my mom. favorite podcast. This is my favorite podcast. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, but it, nobody's easily offended in the industry. You know, they're pretty uh, tough. Yeah. Tough yeah. when it comes to stuff, but that's cool that you've been shown support from your yeah, this, uh, peers in the area. You know, compared to like I live in Illinois, and I don't really know the, the beer game in Illinois because there's not. Well, I take that back. There's a brewery in Plainfield that I hang out at, yeah. uh, the Brew Supply Store. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chicago Beer Rex. Those guys, those are cool guys there too, man. And um, there's some serious places in Chicago. Yeah, though. I mean, <laughs> there's some. Um, uh, that's kind of where I, I kind of ran into some people that. Um, really showed me some stuff about beer and, you know, what, Zwan's? Zwanzy Day. Zwanzy yeah. Day, yeah. <laughs> uh, at uh, West Lakeview. West Lakeview, yeah. 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 This year. Oh, oh really? man, that's great. It's probably because she can't even, she gives away too much uh, bourbon when yeah. people are there. <laughs> no, uh, someone, some weird place guys, they don't pay. Like, or like the Zwanzy, like, organization. Yeah. Not really. oh, for real. But it's they been, yeah. Those are definitely worth going to. Those are amazing. The, I got Local guys? Local and, and just uh, worldwide. Well, I'm always going to you know, harness to, to Floyd Brothers. I mean, those guys got that thing started at the Jimmy Carter, Billy Beer, all that, you know, that that economic bill that was pushed through through Carter that started the whole craft beer movement. Yeah, you know, the, so. the Indiana Brews Association uh, and the Floyd, what they did for Indiana yeah. Brewing was is amazing. And a lot of people don't know about that. And, yeah. uh, you got rid of all the laws with the sizes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, yep. you know, good old Indiana wants every bit of it they can take. Um, <laughs> keep their finger right in there. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, I like I like um, I, I, local influence. I would say Floyd's. Uh, I like all the guys, man. I mean, they're all, they're all just... They're all, about worldwide or, you know, countrywide or whatever? Well, worldwide... I can't answer that question. No. no. You haven't had a brewery that's just, you've had, you've I've been, I've been traveled. Like, hey, I want to do this. I've been, when I went to Europe, it was, I was just doing the pub crawl then. So I wasn't doing the brewery crawl then. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. I wanted to go to Heineken and check them out. And maybe I would have spent off and found some other, maybe some guys doing craft beers or something. But there wasn't, I don't think there was any craft beers over I mean, in Europe. I like on the shelf. Like, you never drink yeah. a certain brewery's beer and you're just like, man, they, they know what they're doing. I, I love this shit. <laughs> man, I, I drink a Cerveza, a craft Cerveza from uh in the, at the house a lot and that's from uh, that's next that's next summer's movement right there the the aqua frescas yeah and the cerveza like that style yeah. are gonna be the hot thing next year i think i think so i mean new belgium kind of touched on it with mural yeah and then uh now corona's jumping on board so yeah corona's and a lot of places on. are doing it so i, I just you know do, have you guys are familiar with uh, t- two brothers in uh, illinois right Warrenville. Yeah. yeah okay Warrenville. yeah yep. so those guys are like the well, you know, the Floyds and the and those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got over there, I started trying to creep around and try to figure out what those guys were up to. <laughs> so they had a good marketing going on. Um, yeah, their style of beer, they're malt heavy. I yeah. think like real malt heavy with what they do, and yeah. them jumping on board and um, making a beer when they first starting out. As uh, I think they jumped on and did the Two Brothers Ale with Cooper's Hawk, okay, Tim yeah. McHenry, and that obviously Cooper's Hawk blew the fuck up. So. Um, their beer was a mainstay, yeah. even in Indiana, for their beers. So they got a lot of traction when it came to that too. Okay. And they so they're early for sure. they yeah, really the quick. First, yeah. The first to really get out there. I remember seeing them on the shows, and I got into craft beer all the time. Yeah, because Cooper's Hawk only has what five beers on tap, right? And to be a craft on tap, at, at, look at what Cooper's Hawk is doing. It's crazy. Yeah. He's got what. 50,000 wine club members uh, worldwide. Um, That's amazing, man. And, and, you know, they just, it's a very supportive uh, clientele that he has. It's very loyal. So, um, yeah, they definitely did the right thing when it came to that, getting in there. I, I unfortunately haven't had any two brothers in a long time, so oh, I haven't really, really okay. yeah. got to know about their evolution, but it's hard, man. Over. It's hard to keep up with yeah. shit, you know? impossible because people come up and be like oh i thought you knew about beer it's like they're it's so saturated and that yeah, that's kind of like i wasn't just calling you a crazy man it was because you're coming into a market in probably one of the biggest beer meccas in the country yeah. um and you're like hey i'm i got 
she devil, you know, and I'm coming into this market and, but you're confident and you're passionate about it. And I mean, everything that I've tasted so far is phenomenal. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) It's my favorite. And the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you got there, yeah. We went shooting, we stopped in. We stopped in right by uh, your place, and, you know, I went, I I pulled the door open, it was unlocked, and you kind of, it was like, it felt like I was walking into a house, you know? You were like, oh, yo, what's up, what do you want? I'm like, you guys open? You're like, no, man, we're closed today, I'm sorry. And then you, you like, pause for a second, and you look back, you're like, screw it, get get on out of the car, come on, come in and have one. And we were just like, I looked at my dad, I'm like, all right, cool. So we walk, we walk in, man, we sat there for maybe an hour just, just bullshitting, trying yeah. all your stuff. Yeah. He gave us samples on samples, you know, we bought a few and it was, it was just a cool experience. So even in a saturated market, when you're, when you're good with people, you're nice, you want to get your product out there, you can make it happen. That's what we're, we're trying with that. Our, uh, Marquise, he's the assistant brewer guy. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's got that personality. He makes those calls like I do, like when you, I mean, I could have said, you know what? No, I'm busy. Go away. Come back Wednesday. But right, which is what like, I expected, you know what? to be honest. That's not cool. You know, they came here, so. Right. It <laughs> was cool. Because yeah, you see it in your face. Like, at first, that was your, like, thought. Then you were like, no, you know what? Screw it. These guys are, are here. I want to show them some beer. And I was like, hell yeah. I, I had like, to go next door and brew. But I was like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I'll just be here all night. But it, it meant a lot to me. You know, like, yeah. when Dave said the Cognito guy's coming in for a podcast, like, I got some things I need to I, do tonight. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I get up there. Because I want to get up there and talk to him. For real. It's been a while, and, and I'm still going to be back up there, too. Like Dave said, this crazy summer, man, I haven't had time to go anywhere. It's fucking turned winter all of a sudden. Right? You know? I've shit. been to one brewery this summer, I think, and it was Floyd's for lunch, and that's it. Oh, that's it? That's, dude, I mean, dude. maybe like one or two more like for a minute, but I haven't had time to do nothing this Damn. summer. Your last trip. And I kind of started to diet this summer, which didn't help, because I haven't really been <laughs> drinking as much beer, but... What? Even so, <laughs> thank God the camera's not on me because pressure's on. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't you do that? Yeah. Oh man. Well, man, hey, that's cool as shit, man. I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, man, hey, is it cool to cuss? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Fuck. We give zero fucks. I was like, damn, we got to erase this whole thing. <laughs> She's just gonna have to do the beep, 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 <laughs> beeps. No, but uh, see, that's like, I have a similar story to that, too, in craft beer and why, and it was about the Floyds, you know, Um, it wasn't Nick Floyd, it wasn't uh, Simon, it was, I had already, I actually already knew Simon before the, that even, I've watched Simon cook, and I've eaten his food, and uh, he was probably one of my, he's still my favorite chef, he doesn't cook anymore, but he's still my favorite chef from the region, Um, but I was, I worked at a little mom and pop printing company on the corner. Um, it was like 21, 22. And I would walk around the block during my lunch hour and I kept smelling spent grain. And I'm like, somebody's brewing something. Like somebody's got some, like somebody's brewing. Like, I, and, uh, and I saw guys in like the galoshes and, and I like walked up and I'm like, Hey, uh, what do you got, what do you got going on in there? And he's like, Oh, come check it out come like on. yeah come here check it out like i was like really you know it's my lunch hour he's like yeah man come on he's like super excited like showing me around and this was a huge setup for a startup like obviously i didn't know their history moving from hammond and and uh renting the building at the time but right. um the guy turned out to be jim seaback and who is still one of my favorite brewers of all time he'll probably you know he's just a good uh genuine person um very excited about his craft and what he does and in my opinion, you know, he's at Revolution doing huge stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, and competing uh, pretty hard for that front spot. Uh, and I think last last uh, what last November was a testament to that because of yeah, you saw the people waiting in line out there for the Deepwood series. The way that they marketed it and split it up sure. to to be like a. Uh, you know a staggered uh, uh release was just super cool and the in the you know the marketing was awesome the cans were awesome but the taste of everything was just like holy cow the cafe d the <laughs> vanilla d I, I don't know if you're about those barrel aged beers but so then you know i just fell in love with the place every day after work i'm at floyd's you know because it's right there so right. for lunch we're going to floyd's you know and then uh you are you drinking in there too yeah. oh i mean i was do I, at the time i worked in the shipping department so it didn't matter what i did you right. know i was just like wrecked yeah, uh let's take one. Oh, my mom's not listening to this one but you know <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, not wrecked. I mean, not anything crazy. I mean, like, what can you get down at a lunch hour? Three beers. I mean, in forty-five minutes. So yeah, it wasn't no like meeting, I huh? wasn't like I, I wasn't out in my uh, car like shooting up or anything. It was just <laughs> like three beers, you know. Right. Settle down, right. people. <laughs> you know, but uh, that was that's something that um, gave me the fever for craft beer. It was like right. how excited people were, and you could tell like these guys they weren't getting any glory. They're sitting in these hot ass shoots, <laughs> you know, and they're sitting. Ass there, off. Yeah, <laughs> we sat at dirty folding chairs and right. card tables and you know you had to bring your own pint glass there at the time okay. or else you couldn't drink and they only had three taps and everything cost five bucks and if you didn't like it, it didn't matter and back then people we just talked beer it wasn't yeah. like it was super cool you know we brought, people bring snacks like pretzels or whatever meat. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh it's a fan. that gave me the uh, the fever for it and i wanted to jump right in so uh it wasn't long after that and then going in on it but it's cool to see the camaraderie that with that comes with the craft beer industry yeah and for people to come out there and support you like that that's super cool because hey, you know I, I i appreciate everybody all these guys here around that comes through it's it's been phenomenal man I mean, it's it's to go from your basement to having just you know a small little 1500 square feet spot and have people come in and enjoy your beer and enjoy hanging out with you and you're like this is fucking rocks man this is cool as hell you know so and, and Northwest Indiana has been very receptive. I mean, so um, people know their beer here. Huh? People I mean, know their beer. Yeah, they're, they're educated. I, I, I'm on like, it. man, this is great, man. It's, it's, I, I was nervous. I wanted to do it in Illinois at first, but because uh, but then Brandon was there with uh, with Beer Rex, and I was like, I don't want to go against Brandon. So, you know, and Brandon taught me a whole lot of shit himself. You know, those guys in his shop. So I said, well, I'll come back out to Indiana, and then. I, the, the laws in Indiana, Illinois, are so wicked compared to what was going on in Indiana, you know. So I was like, I'd rather just deal with Indiana laws than deal with Illinois brewcraft laws. So it was, it was just controlling, you know, to my opinion. And Illinois laws on brewing, you know, we're controlling yeah. the shit out of you. So I said, well, I'll come over here. It's it's a lot more relaxed, you know. So Yeah, you have to be more corporate in the brewing game in uh, in Illinois yeah. than you need to be out here. Yeah. And, um, but this which, is the best place. Which I love it, man. Oh yeah, this is cool. I dig this, man. For, for I mean, real, man. what's happening here? I think in Northwest Indiana is happening in uh, in a couple different regions in in the country. You know, it's happening in Vermont, Connecticut. Yeah. You know, East Coast and then West Coast is all all up and down the coast. San Diego right now is just freaking insane. California with Pizza Port and yeah. Bottle Logic. Denver's huge. And Denver has always oh, been, though. Yeah. You went to Freedom Acres in, in Wyoming yet? Cheyenne, Wyoming, in Denver? What was it? Freedom Acres. Their father is from Dyer. He, really? he was, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that, man. I've been to Cheyenne for like a day. Yeah. He's from, oh. Di- he's from Dyer. He had a ranch out there, and now he fabricates and um, brewery equipment, and he's got a, a tap room and a brewery, okay. too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's. It's not far from Denver. Oh yeah, it's a it's, it's a cool place. It's a cool spot. It really is. Yeah, he's he used to be, um, I think, a police officer really? in the area, and he retired. And he said he had a ranch out there, wow. and that um, every summer they go back, it'd be fucking wrecked, so they had to clean it up. <laughs> so he was like, "We're just gonna move there and just open up a, a fabrication shop. They do good. They do good stuff." And, wow. Yeah. So what's 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 new at uh, Cognito? At what's Cognito? happening? What's on the what's on the uh, well, we want to get more the agenda? In, more entertainment in there, I guess, is what we're focusing on now. What what kind of entertainment are you guys rocking out there? Uh, well, we do a lot of blues right now, but I think we want to you know expand it. You know, like I I like reggae. You know, I, yeah. I just do. We're doing so. a reggae brunch. <laughs> I love doing reggae. a reggae brunch. <laughs> Alan, what's the date on the reggae brunch? October 13th, uh, Bob Marley Reggae Brunch. I'll be there. I got at you by guys way. already yeah. checked in. You're already in on that? Yep. Hey, yep. Look at that. <laughs> Support all around. I got you in there. I'll be there definitely. It's a good one. With you now. You got to figure something out. Yeah. Well, hey, I think his first think collab is... should be a local 219 beer. I think we should be on that after tasting this one. <laughs> okay. You have to give us a local a 219 beer for a party or something. We could, we could work special, that. Uh, <laughs> special collab. Fire, Super oh, thanks, fire. So good. 90% the subtlety on the back end of this one is yeah i understand i understand now why you uh, made this your flagship yeah thank you feels good to hear that it really does 
No. Really, that's feels real good here. Well, I don't know shit, so I wouldn't take. <laughs> no, 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 man. Hey, you know, I t- everybody I, I come in contact with, I just, I just dig it, man. It's, it's, it's it is so fucking cool. I mean, yeah. it really is. Um, How many barrels are you guys producing? We got three barrel, or three three barrel fermenters, and so we we brew out and we fill up all three, or either well depends on which we do. We may do she all three, or right now we're doing she devil. It's one of the agent in there right now. And then we're coming back with the Duke Bell, and then we're coming back with our IPA. So that's on the next next week's brew schedule. So yeah, which means I'll be up all fucking night again. <laughs> oh, you're going back to work tonight? No, that's not. Oh, I think because we brew back to back, so we it because it takes us eight to ten hours to brew up. So we we go back to back, just go home, go to sleep a little bit, and get your ass right back up, and do it all. Oh, yeah. again, you know? And then white claw model that came after you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen White Claw. You got, I got to see it. They're the same size, There's same a, exact size. Oh, you mean the slim line? The slims, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'd be confused on the shelf. It's perfect. Yeah, you were out before White Claw. When they're short on White Claws. You just grab a sheet. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. They're yeah, short. this is. Uh, feel the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, you this, this in the hands of them might uh, get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping bags. <laughs> So you have uh, plans on a, a new style of beer or anything coming up in the future? Yeah. Uh, what are, you, are you branching out, going off uh, kind of the Belgian line? Or are you sticking with... I'm sticking with Belgian. The assistant brewer wants to get his thing going, so he wants to do a, a brown ale. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's I'm gonna, a fan. He wants to come forward with that. So I'm a fan. Brown ales, uh, you know, Newcastle was yeah. one of the first craft beers you're ever drinking yeah he's a big he's a he's it's weird he's like a brown ale guy and a sour at the same time i'm like at the drinking at the same no, time no no he, oh. he just he just i'm a sour guy too right? we're, we're sour yeah. yeah i don't know i'm like dude i'm have not you ever had, have you ever had an ode brune oh dude have you had an ode brune yeah no 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 ode brune from new glarus is probably one of the one of the best beers i've ever had period it's super, super. Well, you have to have like a fucking 17th century fooder to do one of those yeah. things, like <laughs> open fermentation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's cool because that's a female-owned brewery out of Wisconsin, and the way they think take things is, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I started going to Alpine Valley when I was younger, and we go to concerts, and uh, we'd stop at the March Cheese Castle because it's the exit right there. Yeah. yeah. And you jump off, and it was literally, it was not a castle when I was six, 15, 16. It was a little, like, stop and shop. Like a little, little grocery show kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, but they, would have, they had, like, a, uh, a wooden freezer for cured meats. Okay. And then their craft beer was, like, beer, beer with a chili in it. <laughs> you know, like, back in the day. <laughs> right. This was, like, 96, 95. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, get people to buy our beer for us and like go to the concerts, right. you know, we were traveling around seeing jam bands and shit. Right on. Uh, so that for me, was just like, oh, this, I'm drinking craft beer and it was not even close. <laughs> it was like, no. <laughs> but then New Glarus comes around and you go to Alpine now, there's like all the little farms, like there's like Mercedes Benz and like people going to these little farms and then, you know, sneaking New Glarus out off the border. <laughs> Cops are busting people, sneaking yeah. New Glarus because it's so good. Yeah. Have, no. They're, they're as big as they are, they still haven't broken that promise to keep it local. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. The Moon Man, the, uh, you know, all the... Yeah, Raspberry Tart, okay. Serendipity, yeah, Ode Brune, the Flanders yeah, Red, Dumbrey, Belgian yeah, Red, Fire, all fire. She's she's murdering it. But uh, yeah, that, for me, was like the... Gotta go to Wisconsin and find out about craft beer, I guess. That was Going funny, to jam- Well, story, I mean, you go to those jam band shows, all the hippies, you'd walk out of a show and you grab a grilled cheese and like a Newcastle or a Sammy Smith's. Right. And you know, uh, that that Hetty Top yeah, and then that's how I the Alchemist. And then when I found out about Hetty Topper coming out of Vermont was, you know, long time that was like that first juicy uh, IPA that okay. was just like what the fuck yeah. is it oh my god yeah they're right out of that, that was I was I would fish is who I'm talking about right. they're a jam band out of Vermont but um, when did you get your first hazy IPA then my first hazy yeah. early mid 90s mid 90s yeah. 
Well, not a hazy. Hazies were nobody would touch hazies in the '90s because it was unconventional, oh, and most people that were brewing were trying to, you know, they would they went what because it wasn't clear enough. They didn't right, they didn't want to do the clarity. But to be fair, I mean, Hetty Topper was still doing pulverized, like yeah. powdered hot. That's why they were getting that. They were getting that. Uh, yeah, they were ahead of the game there. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 um, I got my first hazy with uh, a buddy of mine, Chris. He, uh, he brews out of uh, Galena. He just mm-hmm. left, he left there now. He's over in, he's in Italy now. But um, he's got a small, well, he's got a buddy out there with a one-barrel brewing system out there because it's, you know, it's all wine country out there, so he's, he hates being there, but he, he'll be back here in, uh, I want to say you hate being October. out in Italy. <laughs> he hates being there, man. He's like, oh, man, I, I guess we, I mean, it's all wine here, man. There's snobs, and you know. <laughs> yeah. But he makes he's a he's he's makes a great juicy IPA. I'm all yeah. about the juicies, you know. Yeah, They're taking a great over juicy IPA. You know, last year, last fall, or no, actually, no, not last. Now it's two falls ago. Everybody was like, "Give me that double IPA. Give me that, you know, the hearty stuff." The night. Right. What's your strongest beer? And now nobody says that. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, like, just give it up. <laughs> let, me, let me get some Pilsner, yeah. a lager, uh, you know, those type of beer, German Pilsners. But uh, yeah. What's your favorite? My favorite? I oh, mean, that's like, if I had children and you asked me, what's my favorite <laughs> children? Uh, it's like asking, what's my, uh, I can't even say that out loud. We'll, we'll just scratch that. Be like, what's my favorite strand of herb? <laughs> They're all my favorite. Um, no, but. Uh, for me, uh, I first fell in love with sours. Um, okay, uh, that was really like. Of course, I went to Floyd's and like I tried the uh, Calumet Queen. The uh, and and that's just like you kind of fall in love with that. Be uh, somebody like Floyd's where right. it has the taste. And at the time, uh, everybody knew it. They tasted the beer. It was kind of like this is going to be something huge. Sure. But um, for me, uh, Hills Farmstead, I think. Um, Sean Hill is probably uh, one of my favorites in the area. The the flora, I mean, Three Fontaine, uh, Canyon. Sean Hill's, yeah, Sean Hill's amazing. Trillium, what's going on at Trillium? Um, their style of IPA. Um, but, you know, I'm loyal as shit, so Jim Seaback is always going to be the man in my book. Uh, I think that. Uh, what he's doing, what he's always done, his career, where he's been, what he's been doing. Um, that Deepwood series is just phenomenal. But, I mean, I got to try Monsters Park, you know, from modern times. And <laughs> that nitro, pecan, and cocoa um, out of the can. When I tried that, I was just like, it's like, it's like an adult chocolate milk with 16% alcohol that you could never even imagine tasting. And it was so well-balanced, you're just like, how is somebody making this? This it's can't be real. <laughs> so, it's and really then wonka. you got Bottle Logic coming out with their horchata, which everything I, under the sun <laughs> I mean, they can't do an IPA to save their life. Just <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you didn't hear that here. So if I offend anybody about a logic, I'm sorry. Just stick to what you know. That shit is fire. You don't even need to be good at anything else. Oh, so our final beer here. Yeah, we are doing the Belgian double double trouble. Yeah, um, the artwork on this one is just as good as the other ones. Uh, it almost has that. It's crazy. What the beer name here? On the bottom, what is that kind of all about? Let's switch there. Just, you see how it says beer name? Did you? Oh, say that? we could when we sell our cans, we uh-huh. can in shop. Uh huh. We could uh, write your name on there for you, so that oh, your beer's name. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. No mm-hmm. shit, that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Back end. I didn't hear you. What's that back end? It's like it's a like a multi. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, Belgians are very malt forward. Yeah, which kind of translate to a uh, almost like a sweet molasses, yeah, brown sugar, um, yeah. that kind of feel. Yeah, um, even cinnamon sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I just know how to describe it. I don't know how to make it. You just, mm-hmm. you like it for real? This That's is girl. This is gonna like put it. me over the edge right here, man. Because uh, I'm already, I'm already feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Cheers, brother. 
it's been a pleasure thank you so much for too, uh, coming man. on i'm finally we we finally got together on this i've been talking to you for how long now three months i think about this yeah well ever since you left i was like stay in touch with me i want to i want to you know see where you're going and Dude, I wasn't what gonna, you're doing i'm gonna drop you off my radar <laughs> what's that i'm not dropping you off my radar that easy <laughs> no 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 for sure you're um, gonna get to see the last of me trust me. i don't uh <laughs> i can't say i don't miss the uh the service industry really? i i um I miss the people. Right. I miss uh, my staff, um, but I like being appreciated <laughs> and being creative. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get to be a little more creative that's, now, that's and uh, <laughs> and you know my boss is uh, you know I say something and he's very receptive. He's like, oh shit, that's a good idea. You yeah. know, I'm like not used to that shit. So it's like this is pretty cool, and uh, I get to reach out to people like you, and I get to work with people like her, and uh, that are just as passionate, and and that's something that um, you know you feed off that. And when you came in, you you were confident. You didn't have beer to sell me. You didn't have anything that I could order. <laughs> no, right? But you came in, and you didn't hesitate. And you're like, listen, this is going to be how it is. This is what I'm bringing to the table. I want you to try this. I want you to you know, like believe in this. And for me, it was like, man, I see people every day coming to Docs. I had 64 taps there. And... You, you promise taps to people, and you're like, yeah, you got this. Right. And you think, like, I'm never going to run out of taps to, like, give people to. Right. And you never think you're going to have a, uh, those people that come in that are like, I want to be at Docs. I want to be on tap at Docs. Right. Because it's like, it's it's a little place kind of, like, off the beaten path. Cool as shit, though, man. Yeah, and Alan calls it, like, the Disneyland of beers. Yeah. <laughs> and I never thought of it like that. Cause I could see that. Sure. For me, it was a job, you know. Yeah. I, I walked in, and the first time I looked in that keg room, I was like, fuck this like this is I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like i get to order beer for this place <laughs> i was like and then i ordered all the beers i liked and nobody was like you know it wasn't as receptive as you dialing it in and kind of right. like well shit everybody doesn't like the beers i like <laughs> so i was like had to go back to it and then uh you know it, you kind of just went with the people that were passionate about it and like excited about it That's and uh, up, just back to that uh you know keeping things easy and simple but uh so, anything you want to talk about uh, closing? In closing, uh, you know, anything that's coming up at the brewery, um, anything that you're excited do about? Two beer fests coming up, so we're doing bacon, bourbon, bacon, bourbon, and beer yeah. for Off Square, yep, which is one. at uh, Bulldog Park. Uh-huh. What's going to be pouring there? Uh, we're going to have Poppy and She Devil. Perfect we're for this time of year, yep. for sure. Yeah, and then we're doing the Berwin, Illinois. Okay. Beer fest too. We're gonna do that one. That's a twenty. It's like home of Sven Gulli. <laughs> yeah, <Berwin>. right. <laughs> Berwin. haven't oh, been there man. in a while. Right. And uh, so maybe he'll be there. And, and that would know, be Rich Coast. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> so you do that shot there, and then uh, let's see. We this got this is so different. We did the. I think we have the blues event coming up. Yeah, oh, so the yeah. blues, brews, and barbecue. No, no, no. We just we like to do blues in the building, so I think we'll do a blues event there. But um, we got to hook you up with Corey Dennison and uh, Jerry Hunt. Those guys, yeah, they play Buddy Guys and Kingston Mines and all those great oh, places. My brother would dig that so hard, man. Yeah. Well, they're gonna be playing at Bulldog Park uh, for a private party, so I'll, I'll inv- have to invite you. They're doing a smoke barbecue and everything up there. I think it's September nineteenth or something around there. So okay. I'll, I'll let you know when okay. we leave here and get you out there and check it out. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, Dwayne. I appreciate you coming out. Um, all the best of luck with what you got coming on. I no doubt you're going to be successful in the area. Appreciate but, that. Um, I look forward to uh, trying that cognac barrel of the <laughs> beer because yeah. it's been a while. I mean, I've tried some cognac barreled stuff. Never been a fan. Never yeah. once. Um, it just wasn't my. I don't know if the beer. It's a hard thing to balance, man. Yeah, it is. It's it a is. very hard thing to balance. Yeah. And not just that. It's like I've never been a cognac fan. <laughs> so, oh, really? I, I just, that again, something that's out of my, like, I don't drink vodka. I don't drink gin. I don't drink rum. Yeah. I love bourbon. Right. It's got to be a weeded bourbon. Do you like brandy? What was it? Brandy? Brand, I do like some brandies. Yeah. Oh. Like, um, I mean, I've, I've gotten lucky enough to go to, like, wine and spirit conventions where you drink, like, that really good French uh cognac that's like two hundred dollars a pour that's yeah, like that's nice too. Yeah. crazy good but still for me that's like you're wasting something on me you know like yeah. i i would love to appreciate everything as much as the next person um but unfortunately i just 
everybody's different yeah, so that's, for, right about that. um, so I like to kind of stick in my comfort zone because I never want to offend somebody um, I know what it takes to do what people are doing in the brewing and the spirits and uh, it's a very it's not a glory spot you know like oh, it's not like <laughs> it's not like something that you get a lot of for credit kids at for. home trust me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a so, rough challenge you have to but yeah, yeah, I appreciate you, man. And this this is definitely different. Um, if you guys like Belgians, this is I, I got to taste it again because it's like I was thinking that it's going to come in heavy, like uh, um, yeah. heavier than She Devil. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's a real like I don't even know how to explain it. It's a real mellow, like initial uh, feel on your tongue, really light. And then you get the flavor on the back end of like burnt caramel. I don't know. Like it, it's sweet. It's a. It's like a really sweet uh, brown sugary kind of. Uh, it's just yeah. real smooth, subtle, mm-hmm. well balanced. Um, and I'm sure it's pretty high in the ABVs. <laughs> so, what are we at here? What are we at in ABVs? On the trouble, we we're at uh, about we're at six here. No, there's only six. Yeah. Oh, okay. We 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 I cut it back on this one. Okay, it's then. going up to okay. nine though. Then it, by, okay, gotcha. By, by winter, we cut it back on this one, and the reason we cut it back was just because we had some a couple of guys come in and say, "Well, Belgians are winter beers," you know, and I said, "Well, we'll make a we'll make a session, we'll make a, you know, so we we chopped this one down. I've noticed that like people <laughs> about the, like people becoming educated like with their Belgians now they're all serious about it like. <laughs> right oh it's only a nine percent like relax man it it is it's back to that entitlement people are like uh, like personally offended by stuff (laughs) it's like don't be offended you you offended too bad (laughs) well uh thank you everybody for joining us today we appreciate you listening in and uh thank you to rizzo insurance for your sponsorship uh for any of your insurance needs please go check out rizzo insurance steve's the man uh thank you again for listening in we'll see you on the next bruisers podcast uh have a good one for Dwayne williams dave foreman we out bye later Who in it now?